Good morning, church. Let's stand to our feet. We're now in the house of the Lord this morning. I know everybody's getting over the Christmas uh, thing yesterday with family, but a scripture that came to mind because I, I, I know most of y'all are like I am, was a little bit tired, but in Psalms, it says in Psalms 122, it says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I want you to understand that word glad was to make glad. You were made happy when you knew you could come to church this morning, right? You were happy knowing that you could come and serve the risen Lord, right? That is what we're supposed to be doing this morning. You may go, well, I just don't know. I don't feel like I could. We are allowed to come into the presence of God. In Hebrews, it says, in Hebrews 10 and 19, it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new life, giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. Let's put yesterday behind and let's enter into the holy of holies. Let us climb the mountain. Let us go up to Zion and worship our Lord. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence. Let's not dilly-dally. Let's, let's put the greetings aside for later. Let's go into his presence with sincere hearts, fully trusting in him this morning. Let's go to the Lord this morning. Let us go into his presence. Let us worship the li living God this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, right now we just come before you. Lord, we lift up holy hands of worship unto you. Lord, yesterday we went through a tradition of giving presents. Now we offer ourselves unto you, Lord. Lord, we give ourselves unto you this morning. Hear our praise. Lord, right now, let the worship be that that is pleasing unto you, a pleasing aroma. Let you just uh, dwell in our worship. Lord, we come before you covered in the blood of the Lamb, worshiping you today. Lord, we give this time to you. This is not about us coming in to get something. This is about us lifting you up and praising you. This is not about me getting my fill up at the gas tank of life. This is about me coming in and worshiping you, knowing that you are the light, you are the life, you are everything, Lord. Holy Spirit, come into this place right now and camp on us right now. Let our words just be filled with fire from your spirit just worshiping you. Lord, we lift you up right now. We place you on the most exalted, the most high before everything else within our lives, we set everything aside to worship you this morning. And this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus, the whole congregation agreed and said, amen, amen. Taste it and seen, and we want more. We're the ones knocking. 
looking at your door. We're the ones knocking at your door. We've tasted and seen, and we want more. We're the ones knocking at your door. And I would dance, 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 sing and shout. As I delight in you, my God. You are, you are. 
every moment I've been with you. You're all that I need as I fall to my knees. You are faithful and true every moment I've been with you. You are faithful and true every moment I've been with you. You're all that I need as I fall to my knees. You are faithful and true every moment I've been with you. I will praise until these walls come down. I will sing until my voice gives in. I will dance until freedom comes. Cause I delight in you. I will praise until these walls come down. I will sing until my voice gives in. I will dance until freedom comes. Cause I delight in you. I delight in you. You are, you are. I will dance, 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 sing and shout. It's our delight in you, my God. Dance, 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 sing and shout. You are, you are. we have come in this place to lift your name high this morning. May you be exalted above every other name. You are welcome in this place, Jesus. Holy Spirit, come and have your way. You are welcome. Come and have your way.
give you praise. Will you lift your voices and sing that with me?
Shout 
us, just our voices, everybody. We love you. We love you, Lord. You're the one we came here for. We love you. We love you, Lord. You're the one our hearts adore. We love you. We love you, Lord. We love you. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you. We love you, Lord. You're the one our hearts adore. We love you. We love you, Lord. You're the one our hearts adore. We love you. We love you, Lord. You're the one our hearts adore. We love you. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In our love. 
about that whole song is it tells you when we should praise him. <laughs> it's when his breath fills your lungs. Doesn't matter what you're going through. Doesn't matter what your finances look like. Doesn't matter what your health looks like. Doesn't matter what your family status looks like. It doesn't matter how the season went for you. He said, if you can take a deep breath, that's my breath in your lungs, and you should cry out to him. And you should be grateful for that. Man, that's when we worship him. Because that's something you can always fall back on. If you're breathing, he's moving. If you're breathing, he's moving, and he's moving inside of you. Oh, holy. We're so grateful. We love you, Lord. We thank you that we're breathing this morning. We thank you that there's still something in store for us, Father. You're still going to use us in a mighty way. We thank you for that, Lord. Come, holy. Saturate this house right now, Lord. Father, as we breathe in, let it be you. We worship only you, Lord. We cry out to you and you answer, Lord. Just saturate us with your love this morning. Father, we love you. Holy is your name. Holy is your name. Yeah, as a dad, that's one thing that I absolutely love is when my children say they love me. So this morning, we just got to tell them how much we love them. So come on, let's just tell them how much we love them. We love you, Lord. Holy is your name. We love you, Lord. Holy, holy, holy. We thank you, Father. We love you, Lord. We love you, Father. his love this morning. Let his love fill you up this morning. what we came here to do was to worship you this morning so father we lift you up we give you all the praise all the honor all the glory this morning in jesus mighty name and everybody said amen and amen come on let's lift up a shout of praise this morning can we tell them how much we love them come on well good morning thanks for coming out to me and maybe find somebody you haven't seen we'll be right back
Take, take one more time to give this morning. Come up front, please. it up a little bit. You guys had all this rest. Most of y'all been off work and stuff. <laughs> there is nothing during the holidays that, that includes rest. So so welcome to Destiny. Uh, I am DJ along with my wife Jules. We get the honor to pastor at Destiny Church. We love you guys. We thank you for coming out this morning. I thank you and for everybody tuning in online. I know there's a lot of people that had texted me and said, hey, we're going to be watching online. We love you. We miss you. Uh, can't wait to have you back. Safe travel. So, so God touch everybody that's traveling this morning. Be with them, Lord. Uh, just touch them right now. Put a hedge of protection around them in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you want to know uh, more about our church, do me a favor. Download our app. Uh, the app is the best way to do that. So download the app. Keep that on you at all times because you can get all kinds of information. Uh, it's on your cell phone. So if you have your cell phone, you have information about the church. So that's important. So make sure. Uh, that's the easiest way to do it. So you can go on the cell phone, download the app, get that. 
Uh, if you're new to the church, first time in a while, do me a favor, fill out our Connect card. We'd love to uh, contact you, pray with you, talk to you about that. There's actually an online Connect card, so if you're watching online, fill that out. Let us know so we can reach out to you, and just thank you for tuning in this morning. A couple quick announcements. Next Steps is coming up. Uh, Next Steps will start on the, I think it's the 9th, the 9th of January, Next Steps will start. So our Next Steps is up there. There you go. It's going to start off with the disc profile. Uh, The following week would be spiritual gifts, but then we get into the 23rd, the prayer toolbox, and then on the 30th, we're going to talk about giving and tithing. This is so good. Look, you don't have to go to all these things. This is for you. So this is stuff that if you have questions about this, it's a great way. It's our discipleship tool where we get to sit down with you, sit with you, talk to you in depth about these items. So it's real important. Uh, Make sure that's at 9 o'clock every single Sunday. So can't wait to see it. We pick it right back up on the 9th, so we'll see you then. Um, and the last thing I really want to talk about is our New Year's Eve worship gathering. Come on, New Year's Eve, we're going to do a worship night right here. Come on, get excited about this. Look, we want to usher in the new year, okay, the right way. And that's in prayer, that's in worship, that's with family. And that's how we're going to do it in the house. So come on out. Uh, the doors do open up at 930. You know, we'll probably, you know, have some fellowship, some food, talking, uh, gathering. We're going to go into prayer. We're going to worship. And, man, we're just going to let God do what God wants to do. But we're going to walk into this new year with a fresh new look. Uh, fresh new just anointing on our life because we're surrendering it all that night and we're excited about that we have some other churches coming in to do life with us and and worship with us so man i'm excited so be here put that on your calendar if you're going to do anything that night come on out and spend it with family um this upcoming week so you know the campus will be closed this upcoming week okay so no tuesday at the table no wednesday night services um no prayer night everything is shut down this week so take this time uh be with your family Spend time with your family. Get out here on because I want everybody here Friday. I don't want you to say, well, man, I can't. You want me to be there on Monday and then Tuesday and Wednesday and Friday? Yeah, I do. I want you to be here every day of the week. But, but now I took all the excuses away. Show up Friday night. Be here uh, so we can celebrate together uh, and just do life together. So, so we're excited about that. Is this thing still making noise out there? Are you good? All right, good. Awesome. I think that's all I wanted to talk about other than a little message. So, uh. So, yeah, let let me pray, and then we're going to jump right into the Word this morning. I got this really cool new iPad thing going on. I appreciate so many people right now, but it's so big, I feel like I'm looking at a giant TV. (laughs) I can see it from back here. I can read my notes from back here. This is so good. I don't even need my glasses. So, Father, we thank you, Lord. We love you. We thank you for today. I thank you, Lord, for our family. I thank you for this gathering. For those that came out this morning, I thank you, Father, for working in their lives. I thank you for those watching online, Lord. And, Father, right now I ask that you touch my heart, Lord. Let this be all of you this morning. Father, none of me. Just, just Father, speak to my heart and let whatever I say land on the ears and the hearts that need to hear it this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Man, I am a... Uh, did you guys have a Merry Christmas? Everybody has to spend some time with family. I think that's the greatest thing. That's what I love about the holiday season. Usually family comes in. We get to spend time together. We get to do life together. You get to see people that you hadn't seen in a while, and that's so awesome. Um, this, is, this is my time I get to spend with the Bartons. <laughs> Y'all took up a whole roll. We just threw some in there. You're good. <laughs> But, but I'm telling you, man, so so good to see y'all. Love you guys. Thanks for being here this morning. Lots of places y'all could be and you're here. So I appreciate that. I know you can't go too far right now, but <laughs> still a lot of places you could be, but you're with the family. So we love you guys. We thank you. You know, I, I did get a, a really cool gift I want to show you guys. Don't worry about panning the camera because they can't see them. But I got to see my grandbaby for Christmas. And check out these awesome socks. That's my grandbaby on a sock. Come on, y'all. 
So, so, so I got I got my grandbaby on a sock. So every time I, I cross my legs, I get to see her face. My my daughter didn't leave it all. She gave me some of her face on it too. So <laughs> I was like, I had to wear hers while she was here because she actually knew I was wearing her socks. But but baby, I love you. Thank you for the socks. I will wear them almost every day. No, I won't. <laughs> But come on, we, we have been in a, a series of rules of engagement. Look, it's all about spiritual warfare. This is what I love about this. You know, this, this is, there, there's an actual war going on. There's a spiritual war going on all the time. It doesn't take a break. It doesn't take a break for the holidays, right? So, so here's, here's a war going on, and the outcomes are either eternal life or eternal death. That's the outcome of the war. Okay, and you've got to pick a side. This is a war between darkness and light. You know, this is a war that has two kings, a, a, a bad king who's pretty powerful, he thinks, that can do multiple things in this world, he thinks. And then there's a good king who absolutely loves us and wants to, to love on us uh, and wants to bless us and be kind to us and, and just do amazing things for us. And we got to choose which one of these kings we, we fall under, that we, that we submit to. We got to make that choice. It's a choice. It's one or the other. There's no in-between. You can't say, well, today it's this one and tomorrow it's that one. There, there's no in-between. It's, it's all in or not. And, and, that, and that's where we're sitting today. So it, and this is huge to understand that this is the spiritual war going on. And, and, and as we go through this, you know, we talked about this last week. You know, I kind of shared all this with, uh, uh, the, they, they call it the Christmas story, the birth of Jesus. We talked about it last week in our Christmas service, how I said that that wasn't just the birth of a baby of a king, that was a spiritual act from God. That, that was a weapon of mass destruction. That was the end of the enemy's reign over the earth. It was a spiritual attack on him, and he knew it, right? So, so, so we had to look at that with a different picture, and that's what I love. I got to look at that and say, hey, this is totally different than the cute little cuddly baby that everybody says is awesome in a manger, Okay, uh, and it, he is a king, but but that wasn't this, this. That was a moment in time, a spiritual moment uh, that changed uh, lives of people forever uh, on this earth. So so I love that. It, it was awesome. Uh, and for some of us, we get caught up in, in Christmas isn't always so fun. And 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 we don't always celebrate the way other people do during the holidays. Sometimes it's tough for people. It's a true battle. Especially this time of year when you're going through loss and you're not and you're missing loved ones, your family's not around, you've got people not around. It's tough, and we understand that because it's a battle, and the enemy will use any of that against you. Okay, that's how the enemy works. That's his battle. Is he picks up the stuff that you start thinking about and he shifts it and he turns it and he tries to play it against you. Okay, but this week, uh, this is why I say this this week is a little different because we have to stop, you know, stop what we're doing. <laughs> And what's going on in the world through all the holidays, take a break, take a step back, regroup, refocus. It, you know how hard it is that when we get into this time of year, what's supposed to be relaxing and filled with family and fun turns into we got to do a million things. And we have to buy a million things. And we have to always be this for somebody and this for somebody. And we're running around crazy. There's people traveling all over the place just trying to, to, to go be with friends and family. And it turns into a very stressful moment. Okay, and what happens when you get stressed out is you start forgetting, right? Not really forgetting, but there's priorities in your life that get pushed down. They used to be high, that they all get pushed down on the ladder because of life, because of what's going on 
uh, in the world. So and when that happens, we get so caught up in that busyness, we, we, we start to lack in our disciplines. It's all the stuff that you've been working on all year as we were building the foundation, all the prayer, all the reading of the word, you know, all the worship in the morning. All that stuff kind of dwindles down when everybody gets around because all of a sudden there's no time. And you see this play out. And you see, that's where the enemy steps in because he loves that. He loves that you get so caught up with what's going on in the world that you forget about all the disciplines you've been building in your life all year. And because of that, he takes all that, he twists it, he turns it, he prods you. He hits you, you know, it brings in fear and anxiety. All this stuff catches up to you, not because he's any stronger. We just took a step back from what we were used to doing because we allowed a season to take over in our life. That's why it's so important you're here this morning, because what I have to talk about this morning, I'm I'm sorry you're here (laughs) because it's not good for me. Like he tore me up over this. And I was like, all right, Lord, if you brought it to me, I'm taking it to everybody else. Because <laughs> I figured that's where he was just starting with me. He just wanted to poke me on this one. And I was like, wow, all right. But here's the thing. So we have to regroup. We have to find a new, um, we, we have to regroup and, and catch back up. You know, the enemy did it. He doesn't stop. Okay, he's a little, he, he, he'll never stop. So even on Christmas, when, when he got the shock of the world, that the king has come and his time was done, he knew that. He didn't know when, but when it happened, he had to take a step back, and all he had to do was regroup, refocus, right, realign his sights, and find a new way to attack the kingdom because that's what he does. When something gets in the way, he goes, okay, cool. You stop me there. Let me, let me find a different way to attack. That's why it's a constant war. It's a constant battle. And we, in turn, because of that, we always have to be advancing. I've talked about this over and over again. We can't be resting on our current spiritual state. You can't say, man, I had a great year. Man, it, it's been so good. I hit that level, and I can't sit back and go, that's good enough. Because the enemy's looking at everything you're doing. He's like, okay, so you're going to stop right there. I'm going to let the holidays come in. You're going to drop your, 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 your focus down. You're going to lose your disciplines, and I'm going to come in and take over. That's how he works. So we can never rest in what we're doing there. That's not the rest that Father wants us to have. It's the rest from our disciplines. That, that's opposite right so what can we do to stay on our toes how do we keep moving in the right direction well we we know the answer is to seek him with all of your heart and all of your mind and all that stuff and we can say that over and over again but but i think of our spirit i'm a i'm a mechanic um so i'm gonna have to speak in mechanical terms it's kind of like a torque wrench if you've ever used a torque wrench a torque wrench is used when you do maintenance on something to make sure you don't over tighten something or under tighten something and you're like, okay, great. Well, that's important. Think about your stress level in your life. Have you ever been over-tightened or under-tightened? When you're under-tightened, you're not doing enough, guess what happens? Other things come in and start rocking your world. When you're over-tight, you get stressed out. Okay, you, you, get, you feel beat down, you get tired, you get exhausted. And when I think about all those things, you have this torque wrench. And this torque wrench, its whole job is to make sure it's perfect. But you can't have a torque wrench without getting it calibrated all the time. You don't just buy it and it works forever. It doesn't. You bump it, you got to take it all into this special place, and they calibrate to make sure it's perfect again. See, we all have a spiritual torque wrench in our life that, that it was on target at one point, and it's been bumped around and beat up, and it needs to get recalibrated. And we're getting ready to go into a new season where you can start off right and recalibrate the tools you need to be effective in the war that we're fighting. 
Because if you don't, here's the cool part. The enemy would love to see us just sit back and put it on cruise control. And just keep using the same old tool that's out of calibration and thinking that we're good because we're doing all the same things that we used to do. Well, I'm praying at the same time and I'm reading my Bible at the same time and, and I'm worshiping to the same music every time and I'm good. But all along that torque wrench has been off. And you could have gone further and deeper and deeper into seeking him, but you stopped right there. Because you're not laying eyes on target the way we're supposed to do it. That's why I think this one's going to be tough. Because as we move into a new year, there's going to be new challenges, new strategies that I think we've got to come up with. But here's what I love. I don't really, I don't dig the new strategies. I don't like to recreate the wheel. There's a lot of old strategies that the Bible already talks about, about how to recalibrate, about how to get back in into purpose how to get back online to get back in alignment it's all throughout the bible and as you read through it look it's happening and and so it's like when i talk about this stuff it's fasting it's 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 a different prayer it's it's spending more time and not less time it's it's changing some things up but it's all in the bible and and so it gives you the answers to everything we're going to talk about but i'm always looking at those things and i'm looking in the bible when it talks about when they did these things and as you read through the Bible, you see things just getting twisted and turned and, and new kings and people saying things and, and things happening in the Bible that you see happening today. And you see how they handled them, which was with the same old strategies that always worked because he created them. And he said, if you'll go back to the, to the stuff that I gave you originally, if you go seek me with all of your heart and lay on your face, right? If you give me everything you have and more, it's going to be good. I can get you back on track. And you see it throughout the Bible. And I like looking at what's going on in the world, and I start looking at how much stuff is really the enemy and how much stuff is really us. I mean, I look at our lives. We can wake up every morning and say, man, the enemy did it again. Or you can say, uh, I did it again. <laughs> I let it happen again. Or I'm feeling attacked today. That enemy is so strong. No, you didn't wake up and, and worship. You didn't wake up and get in the Word. You went straight to Facebook now because you wanted to see everybody's pictures on the holidays. So you went on there instead of seeking out the Word first. And what happened is you lost your time and things got caught up. Priorities were gone. And next thing you know, you're walking out the door. You didn't do your job. You didn't prepare yourself for the war and the enemy is coming right back at you. And you think it's because he's stronger where he's really not. We just took a step back. We just took a step back. So a lot of stuff that happens right now in the world to us is because of us. And we got to change that. We, we got we to we keep advancing and do the right thing. So I love what Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, and we've shared this many times. This is a good verse. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. It says, that is your true and proper worship, is to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to to test and approve of what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You know, when I started reading that and I was studying this and and just going into it, I started, you know, all the big things. Do not conform to the patterns of this world. I was like, yes, good. I don't need to do any of those things. And it's easy because the patterns of this world are all over your phone. They're all over everything you do. They're in the stores. They're on there. Anywhere you go, there's patterns um, of the world that we think is important that really isn't in the scheme of eternity. 
Okay, that's the patterns of the world. But it says offer your bodies. And man, that beat me up. Because I know we can always, and I'll get into it, our bodies, a temple and all this. But when it said offer our bodies, I was like, well, come on. Like, I, I, you, this is something that I have completely lacked at. And it punched me in the gut. Because I was like, no, I've been building a spiritual foundation. This whole year, we've been building a spiritual foundation. I said, man, I'm going to go in, I'm going to study more, and I'm going to pray more, and I'm going to worship more, and I'm going to get on my face more. And everything else in my life took a back seat. Especially when it came to my body. <laughs> this is why this hit me so bad. I was like, you mean that, that I have to be healthy? Not just spiritually healthy. And I'm glad James Gaiman's not here today. Because he'd be eating this one up. You have to be physically healthy. It's not just a spiritual foundation. It is a physical foundation. And if you focus too much on one, and I'm not saying we give up on the spiritual side. What I'm saying is now you've got to start making decisions in life. You've got a spiritual foundation working. You're doing the right things. Now you've got to, on top of that, not give up some of it. On top of that, take care of the other part, which is your physical body. And this is what he's been pounding at me all week. And this is my worst thing. Like, I don't know anybody named Jim. G-Y-M. <laughs> don't know anybody by that name. That is, that is a curse word in my family. Not that I never did. Like, I was completely opposite at one time in my life. I was completely fit and had no spiritual foundation whatsoever. So I've seen this on both sides now. And this is the toughest one because it's just, it, it, it carries over to everything we do. So we have to have a strong physical foundation. So we can, why? So we can operate at peak performance. God wants to use us in mighty ways. But he can't, if you're always sick, if, if, if you can't do things he's asking you to do, that's why taking care of our physical bodies are so important. And I felt so convicted. when I, I was like, Lord, you do not want me to talk about this. And he was like, yeah, you need to talk about this. Like, you understand we live in Alabama? <laughs> like, this is the worst place to live to talk about physical fitness. I was like, come on. But the Bible says our body is a temple. And you can read this multiple ways. And this is, he's really talking, you know, he's talking about a lot of things here. Uh, it, he's, really, he's talking about sexual immorality. He's talking about um, all kinds of stuff. But apply it to your body. It says 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. It says, have you forgotten that your body is now the sacred temple of the spirit of holiness who lives in you? You don't belong to yourself any longer for the gift of God. The Holy Spirit lives inside of your sanctuary. You are God's expensive purchase paid for with tears of blood. So by all means, then use your body to bring glory to God. I struggle with that because I was like, man, if my body's the temple, what am I putting in my body that's reducing the amount of time that I can do the work of God on this earth. I mean, our bodies are only made to last so long. The Bible says 120. I hadn't met anybody 120. But man, I have a, I have a grandmother who's 93 and just quit working. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, that's, that's what I'm talking about. That, that's the spirit I want inside of me. When I'm 93, I'm walking around praying for people and just being a light in the darkness. I can't do that if I don't take care of what God gave me. He made us in his image. And we need to take care of it. We need to take care of it. 
So our body's a sanctuary. Our body's a place of worship. And we got to maintain it. And this is where I looked through and I saw, well, how do they get back on track when you read the Bible? And a lot of it is, you know, fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer. You know, and this wasn't, a, this wasn't something big. It, when it came to the Bible, the Bible, they talked about fasting, you know, for the same reason we use fasting. We, I use fasting to, to cleanse my body physically and spiritually. Okay, I need to get my mind off everything else, focus on him. I want to clean out anything that I put in my body. I want water only. I want to focus on God. I want all my focus to be on him. I'm not going to depend upon anything else to bring me pleasure, like food, because I'm an emotional eater. I know we don't have any of those in here. But when I think back in the Bible, when I look around, you, know, they, you didn't see a whole bunch of stuff about people being overweight. Not a whole bunch. There's stuff in there you know, about, about, you know, obesity and stuff like that, being gluttony. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Most of those guys were walking everywhere they went. They were walking through the desert, and they had one thing to, to, to drink, and that was water, and one thing to eat, and that was bread. <laughs> I mean, they lived on what they had to, and they were always moving, always. They didn't have Netflix, which is of the devil. I'm probably going to get shut down after that one. I'm telling you, TV, they didn't sit or they didn't get home from work and sit down and, and grab their food and eat as much as they want on the couch while watching TV. They just didn't do that. So, so you don't see a whole bunch of them saying, well, you should be in there exercising. I mean, 1 Timothy, if you actually, it's not, I didn't, I didn't write this one down. In 1 Timothy, it says, you know, it actually mentions it in reverse. It says exercising of the body uh, is not going to do, you know, that's not the, the only way to do things. It's not going to last that long. It's not going to last beyond the season. It doesn't say it's bad. It says it's going to last. It's, it works for a season. You need to do it. But it's not an eternal thing. Okay, so I'm not talking about, like, we need to lose weight so we look good. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying we need, I don't care what you look like, your body needs to be healthy. I've gone to the doctor. I've seen my cholesterol and my high blood pressure. That's what I'm talking, we need to fix that. There's too many people that can't continue doing the works of God because their bodies physically can't do it. Right? So we have to take care of ourselves. And we talked about fasting. Fasting's a weapon. We've talked about this weeks ago. I shared that fasting, we talked about fasting in depth. Fasting is a weapon. So after all the hustle and bustle of the holidays, you know, your body goes through a bunch. I don't know about you, but I've eaten way too many cookies, um, way too much food. I am tired of sweets. Everywhere you go, somebody's going to hand you something. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. You know, the only thing that sounds healthy is fruitcake, but it really isn't. It's got fruit in it. <laughs> but, but, but I'm done, and my body's done. So, so when I think about this, I'm, I'm sluggish. I'm tired. I'm like, what is going on? And my body needs to rest. My body needs a Sabbath. <laughs> it needs a day of rest from the holidays. And our, our stomach needs some rest from what you've been putting in it. Okay, so it's time to rest our bodies and just recoup. You know, Genesis 2, 1 through 2, I, love, I just like reading it because this is where that Sabbath comes from. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. How much work have you been doing? I'm pretty sure 
If you're like me, when I knew I was going to have some time off, I immediately filled them with things that had to be done around the house or in my daughter's house. I didn't rest. I didn't sit down and just sit in my chair and just put on worship music and rest and recover. It's been busy. It says, so then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. So if he needs to rest, I think it's important you understand you need to rest. And that's why I say fasting is so important. That's why I think fasting is so important. It gives your, your, your internal body a chance to rest. It's, you know, all the chemicals they put in stuff nowadays and everything we're eating, you know, it's just not good for you. All the fast food, I know that nobody eats fast food, right? But me. <laughs> I'll show you my bank account. It's horrible. If I would take away fast food in restaurants, I'd be rich. <laughs> and it's not because my wife can't cook. She can. I just don't take time to go out and do it. We're always on the go. So rest is important. And that's why we're going to refocus our mindsets. We're going we're to refocus our bodies. We're going to refocus everything. And I'm not doing, look, I'm going to let you know right now. I, I as you're, I'm, I'm doing this in front of you. This is important for me. There's accountability in this. I will lead the way. And I'm not calling on a corporate fast. I'm not doing this. God didn't tell me, tell the go church to go fast for something. I'm not saying that. I'm going into a fasting moment to get my body set up. Because I believe in this next season, it's going to be a season of physical foundation, of growing physically. So I've got to lead the way. And I'm going to need accountability from you to help me get there. But it's starting with a fast because I've got to clear my head of everything. I've got to clear my body of everything. So I'm going to start a fast at the new year. If you want to join in, join in. You want information about that? We have it out there. You can Google it. Um, there's all kinds of information about fasting. I'm not telling you we're not doing a corporate thing. I'm not making everybody go pray for something. We're not doing that. But I know i got to get my body and my mind situated so I can focus on him and then focus on my body, okay, which is going to be part. So I'm not, I'm not saying we, we ditch everything we just learned. I'm saying on top of that, we're going to make time in our lives. And I'm going to make time in my life to make sure I'm taking care of the one tool that God gave me that is all mine. <laughs> that he wants to use in a mighty way. So I'm going to lead the way in that. And I challenge you to do the same. I'm going to challenge you to be there beside me saying, hey, uh, why you got a cookie in your hand? <laughs> you know, or why weren't you at the gym? Why aren't you working out? It's okay. Those are good things. That's why you invite people along because it makes it easier. But this is what I think of. I think about, this is why I want to do it. Another good analogy. I think about this like, I'm a big deer hunter, so every year I sight in my rifle. To where it's perfect. So I know when I shoot, I'm going to take something down. But I also know that I sighted in in the beginning, and then I'm carrying it the whole time I'm hunting through hunting season. Not only on my back, climbing up and down ladder stands, uh, it's, in, it's on my four-wheeler bouncing around. Everything's happening to where it's getting banged around and beat up throughout the year and throughout the hunting season. And I did the same thing in my life. We, we try to get focused for a moment, and then we, then we go throughout life, and we get banged around, beat up, and, and we're all over the place, and all of a sudden our sight's not on. Our, our, our targets, we're not hitting our targets. Here's the thing. With, with a rifle, the closer you are, even if I'm off a little bit, I'm still going to hit the target. But the further I am away, the longer the shot, I'm going to miss. Okay, so when I think about that in my walk with Christ, man, I, if, if I'm close to him, man, my sights could be way off and I can't miss. 
But man, if I'm, if, if I'm not that close to him and my sights are off just a little bit, I'm going to miss the target every time. Okay, so we got to get our sights realigned. We got to get everything lined up, okay, to where it's on target all the time. And we got to keep doing that. This isn't a one-time thing. This isn't align your sights at the beginning of the new year and wait till next year. That's what resolutions are. I'm not talking about resolutions. I'm talking about a lifestyle change to where we're building our spiritual foundation and we're building our physical foundation to where when our kids, right, are older and our grandkids are growing older, we're still able to go out and do the things that God wants us to do with them. And we can't do that if we can't get out of our seats or walk around. I mean, that's important stuff to what we need to do. So that's why I'm doing the fast to get created, and I invite you all to do that with me. And develop a plan. You can develop a plan, and we can help each other execute it as we go through this. I already know that you can't book James yet because he's not back, and when he gets back, he's mine. (laughs) Or I'm his. I think that's the way he calls it. (laughs) He's like, no, you're done. Um, But we do. We need to take care of the temple. Our body's a temple, right? So, So if our body's a temple, and we need to take care of it, why? Because our flesh is weak. Our flesh is weak. Matthew 26, uh, 40 to 41 says, Then he returned to his disciples, and this is Jesus, and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. He said, The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. See, we can, we can spiritually be on target, but if our flesh is weak, if we don't have the ability to carry out everything God wants us to do, we're not going to make any ground. I mean, we can depend upon online. We can depend upon all that stuff all we want. We can say, you don't know, though, but I'm sitting in my chair, and, and I'm just going to FaceTime everything. <laughs> That's not how we put boots on ground and take the word to the people that need to hear it. Okay, we need to be active. And I know that's hard for some people to hear. It's hard for me to hear. This is why this was a problem. Because trust me, I love to eat. <laughs> I love to eat. And I'm not saying this isn't so you understand. Being healthy doesn't mean you don't eat. Okay? And I, I plan on through this, as we walk through this things. I, I plan on having information for you. I plan on nutrition stuff for you. I want you to understand there's ways, even for those people that can't exercise, because I understand not everybody is physically able to do certain things. But you can watch your intake and you can eat right. And it's been proven if you simply eat right, you lose weight and you get healthier. There's no excuse why you can't do that. But I understand the fact that we all can't run around and do things. Because okay, I'm getting older too, I understand. I've got plates in my neck. i got all kinds of stuff going on. i got nerve damage. I, I can't run, but I guess I'm going to figure out ways. And I already know ways because I used to do it. This is the oversized DJ. This is 40 pounds heavier than I was when I retired. That's sad. <laughs> That's sad. I got clothes in my closet. They're just taking up closets because I don't want to get rid of them because they're so expensive. But I prayed one day I'll fit back into them. <laughs> they might look like they're from the 90s. I got some parachute pants. I mean, I'll be bringing it all out. It's coming. I don't throw away nothing. <laughs> Wearing it all. Man. <laughs> but, yeah, we have to be better at taking care of our bodies. And the reason being, why am I talking about this? Because when our bodies get weak, guess what? We'll get colds, we'll get sick, we feel pains, and what the enemy does is come in and say, oh, this is what it is. And then he starts putting the, the thoughts in your head. And all of a sudden you start listening to what the enemy's saying, and you're like, well, I can't do that because 
it's just not right, and uh, it's just not in my blood, and, and it's not in my genes, and I'm not allowed to do that because my dad could never do that, and, and if I did that, then I'm going to get hurt, and my knees are, you know, I, I've, I've got weak knees. Yeah, you can strengthen everything in your body, and you can find ways around uh, everything we do, but that's how it becomes spiritual because the enemy takes it and uses it against you. Okay, so when you start getting that cough, all of a sudden, instead of going, oh, man, I just got a cough, whatever, Jesus in your name. Instead, you're going, you know, and the enemy comes in and says, oh, no, you're really sick. And you should probably not get out of bed today. And you should just lay there and go grab some ice cream. I'm speaking from experience. I'm telling you. If I don't feel good, you'll find me with a tub of ice cream watching my favorite hunting show. (laughs) That's how it is. I'm trying to be real with y'all. So this is not easy for me. Um, we got to remember, we live, we live in, the, uh, in the number three state in the country for obesity. Alabama is at 30, I think it's 39% of all adults in Alabama are obese. When I was reading that, I was like, wow. I mean, the highest is 39.7, and that's Mississippi, so we got somebody. But I'm thinking, man. I said, so we, 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 we live in the one area where it is the most common thing to do is gather and eat and be happy and marry. And then after you get done eating, you just sit in a chair, eat some more, fall asleep, Ron. That's what you do. That's what I did on Christmas. And then I got up and ate some more. I was like, yes, because I must be hungry again. But we've, we've, got, we've got to take control of our bodies. And that's what I'm asking you, you know, if for us to sustain life for as long as God wants us to, to do what he wants us to, what are you doing? What are you putting in your body? Are, are, you, are you helping to achieve that age or, or are you taken away from that? And I'm not one of the, I'm not talking about clean food and unclean food. I'm talking about the stuff that's just not good for you. The stuff that clogs your arteries. And it's not just food. What are you putting in your body? Some of you drink energy drinks like they're going out of style. <laughs> there's there's other stuff we put in our bodies that's just not good for us tobacco vaping alcohol these are things that are not made for your body and when you take them in it destroys stuff in you and it shortens the length of time that you can do what god wants you to do so we, we we've got to have self-control to say hey we can't do that i want to take care of my body I want to live a little bit longer. You know, I look at all caffeine. Look, I didn't even mention caffeine. Look, I, I'm, I'm guilty. I will drink coffee and coffee and coffee and coffee, and, and I, I don't drink the decaffeinated stuff. It just doesn't do it for me in my mind. Most of the time, I'm already awake, so that whole thing, well, I just need caffeine to wake up. Well, why am I drinking it at noon? That don't make no sense. I should be awake by noon. But I'll make every excuse to have my coffee all the time. <laughs> We're going to need some other people to help in the production booth. <laughs> but yes, there's all kinds of stuff. What else do we need to do? We need to exercise. I hate that word. <laughs> we need to exercise. We need to get our bodies in motion doing stuff. Get into a routine. It's just as important as praying and fasting. All the same, we need to get our bodies moving. We need to keep moving, keep grooving. Okay, and, and you don't don't go out. I'm not talking biggest loser here. 
I'm talking start with a walk. Start with exercises. You, you want to spend some time with your spouse? Go for a walk. Hold hands, go for a walk, talk. And if you're the faster one, just keep walking faster. We're helping each other. Drag them. Drag them around the track. When you get bored of walking around the track, walk up steps. <laughs> Pretty soon, it works. But exercise actually makes you feel better. You know, it's called endorphins. When, when, you, when you exercise, it releases a chemical in your body, and it makes you feel better. Okay? It, it fights depression. It fights moodiness. It fights all that stuff. You know, I loved it. In the military, we'd get there real early in the morning and work out for several hours so that we can go in and we're not biting somebody's head off. We're just happy. Like, we're walking around just high-fiving each other, loving on, and we're talking, we're teaching leadership stuff. It's not even good. <laughs> but everybody's excited to be there because we all just went and worked out all morning together. That was the key. And it works in your body. It relieves stress. You're like, oh, I just need to, I need to take a break. I'm just stressed out. Well, go work out. It'll take all that away. You got it, girl. Like I said, this is how the enemy attacks us. That's why I'm talking about it. So we need to be good stewards of our body. Um, we need to consider healthier eating habits, exercising regularly, drinking more water. Avoiding harmful substances in your body. Just be good stewards of what God gave us. Because it's his. We're just here maintaining what he gave us. Holy Spirit is inside of us, operating in us. And I want to give him the best place to do that. <laughs> okay, the best place to do it. And it doesn't mean that you're doing this to, to, to earn God's grace. That's not what I'm talking. You're not doing this to earn anything. You've got everything that, that he loves you. The grace was given to you. You're doing this so you could be here longer. <laughs> That's why we're doing it. So, so we can be here longer. Okay? Not, not so we can earn favor in his eyes. Because here's the thing. As you walk this out, as you draw closer to him, and we're, so here's the good part. As you walk, your spiritual walk out, and as you grow in that foundation, you should start seeing the fruits of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. Y'all know that one, self-control. That's how we do it. That's how you manage these things is self-control. That's out of Galatians 5, 22 through 23. He can put it up on the screen so you can see that. And Christians, as Christians, we're supposed to exhibit self-control in every part of our lives. Not just the spiritual side. See, see that's, that's not what we're supposed to do. It's, this is just not a spiritual thing. It's, yeah, but I read my Bible every day. Yeah, but how about the rest of your life? How's your self-control in everything else you're doing? How's your witness to other people? This is where it gets serious, right? It includes self-control in our diets, our physical activity. By not overeating. And maybe eating the right foods. That's the hardest part, Brandon. <laughs> I know. I'm just, I'm stabbing today. I got a sword out and I'm cutting today. And it's cutting deep because I feel it. 
Man, exercise 30 to 60 minutes a day. Self-control. You'll find time to sit down for 30 to 60 minutes to watch your favorite show on TV. <laughs> I'm making a plan right now. You know, I've got room in the back of my TV room to, to put a, a treadmill so I can watch TV on the treadmill. <laughs> so if I come in here in a brace, it's because I fell off the treadmill because I was watching TV. Get creative. You'll find ways to do this. <laughs> but yes. And if you can't do those things, like I said, it's so important. I understand. I understand people that have issues with exercise. They, they have, you know, bodies are busted. I understand that. But there's things you can do. You just got to do it. I'm not saying you got to go out and run, you know, a marathon. What I'm saying is you got to get active in something. Something. We got to do something. Why is it so important? Because we have to preach to a culture around us that doesn't have self-control. And when you go preach to that culture, they're going to be like, so all that biblical stuff you're telling. It's funny how many people aren't Christians that know the Bible. <laughs> and they know what it says. And they know self-control. And when you go talk to them and you're like, yeah, but this and this and this, and I'm a Christian, and this is what God is, and God is awesome, and this is what I'm doing. And they're like, oh, man, you got a great word. But, dude, you're about 80 pounds overweight. So what, what part of Scripture don't you get out of that? Where is your self-control there? You want me to listen to you? It's kind of like leading from the front. It's kind of hard to, to lead people and, and, and tell people to be fit and active if you're not doing it. And that's how non-Christians look at us when we come to them. And they go, Really? So you're going to come to me and tell me about all the problems I have in my life, and you obviously have some issues in yours. And what it does, instead of bringing unity and getting everybody together, what it does is it actually puts up a wall. And people go, you're not real. Because if you were real, you'd be able to do all these things. And if God was real, he'd help you do all these things. This is serious stuff. Like, I want to make sure and I want to make sure I'm doing it right. I want to make sure I take every opportunity that God's given me to, to share the gospel and people hear it and believe it. And sometimes that means I've got to take better care of myself and act the right way. That's why it's so important. Self-control isn't just eating, y'all. It's how we communicate. It's how we talk to people. It's how you talk to your kids in public. It's how you talk to other people in public. It's how you drive your car. I'm telling you, this goes a long way. This isn't just, I get to claim I'm a Christian on Sunday, and then go do whatever I want to do, and then come back on Sunday and be like, I'm a Christian. No, this is carrying it out. This is walking out what he wants you to do. This is your life being a temple, your body being a temple, what you do being judged by people, because it's that important. I know this is a good one, isn't it? This is where we get everybody to come back next week. <laughs> this is why God gave me the word when, like, the sanctuary is half full. <laughs> when they come back next week, y'all are going to be like, you know, in store. You guys need to go watch that one. That would be a good one. But, yeah, I love it. You know, he's always been worried about us in, in, in our bodies. God's always been there. He's always been concerned about that. He made us. He knows how we operate. He knows what it takes uh, for us to do what he wants us to do. When I look at it, um, if you go to Kings, First Kings 19, 3 through, um, I won't read through 18. I'll probably just read down through probably 9. But this is him and Elijah. 
And when I picked this up, it says Elijah was afraid and ran for his life when he came to Beersheba in Judah. He left his servant there while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. So now you have somebody else, day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. I don't know about you, but I don't know how many, how often you've run that path. And you were so tired that you were like, Lord, I just can't do it anymore. And then all at once an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He knew exactly what he needed. He said, get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and he ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. There he went into a cave and spent the night. And then just after that, God reveals himself to him. But he couldn't get there if he didn't take care of his body. So God was so concerned, he said, look, I'm going to give you water and I'm going to give you bread because I know you got to take care of your body if you want to get to the good stuff. I'm going to reveal myself to you. I'm going to use you in a mighty way. You can't do it if you don't take care of yourself. So here, eat. He's concerned. He's concerned about us. He's a good daddy. I'm concerned about everything my kids do. If they're eating wrong, I'm concerned. He's doing the same thing. He's concerned about how we take care of ourselves, what we're eating, what we're putting in our body. He goes, I didn't create you for that. So we need to take a good look at all those things. God knows the value of eating for the journey. And he knows the journey you're supposed to walk out. So he knows, he knows the value of taking care of your bodies and what it's going to take to get you to where he wants you to go. So you can't only be nourished by the word. You got to be nourished by the right foods and you got to exercise and take care of yourself along the way. So we're supposed to honor God in all aspects of our life. That includes taking care of our bodies. So we should be better stewards of our bodies because our body's a temple. A temple is where the Holy Ghost lives and he lives inside of us. Okay, so we have, we have to maintain that. So that's why it's that important. We're valuable to God. And unfortunately, we, <laughs> I say unfortunately, it's fortunate. But in some aspects, you think it's kind of rough. We are a testimony to other people. The way we live, what we eat, how we take care of ourselves is a testimony to how great he is. Okay, so, so we need to do our very best. We need to take care of our bodies so the Lord can use us the way he wants. So that's my challenge to you. We're going to go into a new year, new season, and I'm going to put just as much effort into taking care of my body as I am taking care of my spiritual body. And I challenge you to do the same so we can walk out of this together, so we can be side by side as we walk down this path. Okay, because I, I think I've done way too many funerals and hospital visits for people that, um, that are sick when it could have been prevented by, by taking care of our bodies better. And I, I'm done with that. I don't like that part. So I ask that you come alongside me and we do this together. Okay, and we're going to, and if we do this, then we're going to be ready for all the schemes of the enemy. Everything he tries to come at us, there's, there's going to be an answer for it. Okay, because spiritually we're going to be sound and physically we're going to be sound. What's left? 
what's left. Right? We've got to be ready for what God, that's the most important thing, is that we've got to be ready for what God wants to use us for. And we can't do that if we don't spend a little bit of time taking care of ourselves. Amen? All right. Um, like I said, every week, we're still in spiritual warfare. It's still rules of engagement. I want to talk to you about something else. I want to equip you. That's what I'm supposed to do, equip the saints. Okay, I want to give you more information about stuff um, that can tie you up, bind you up. Uh, I want to give you some freedom this morning. Okay, so this morning, it kind of falls right into what we're talking about. We're going to talk about habits. And it's not a spiritual habit. It's, habits actually form strongholds. So, so we're, we're going to talk about that this morning. Um, and I'm going to read some stuff to you about habits, just so you know what I'm talking about. So habits are unconscious patterns of behavior that are acquired by frequent repetition of a thought, action, or reaction, and that establish a disposition of the mind, character, or mannerism. When a behavior is practiced day after day, you train yourself to form habits. As you regularly perform a habit, you become skilled at a behavior. It becomes easy and comfortable for you to take the action over and over again. Ultimately, you begin forming this action automatically. This action has now become your routine behavior. Habitual behaviors can become beneficial and liberating to you because of your ability to perform these tasks without having to consciously think about your every action. But habits can also be destructive. They can limit our effectiveness, stunt our personal growth, cut years from our lives, create antagonistic dynamics in relationships, alienate loved ones, and basically corrode a good quality of life. Bad habits can be linked to playing Russian roulette as disaster is always imminent. That's what bad habits can create. And I'm talking about anything. This isn't just, I mean, there's so many bad habits that you, you can think of. You know, I had a bad habit of medicine, you know, where my body hurts. So I was on medicine that would take the pain away. So I just kept taking the medicine. And then I finally said, okay, I'm not going to take it anymore. So then I said, well, now if I don't take that, I've got to take Advil. Let me, let me tame it down. I'm just going to take Advil. So every day I would take Advil when I woke up to take the pain away so I could operate. Well, then I started noticing that I was immediately waking up every morning just going right to the Advil bottle and taking it. I wasn't in pain or anything. There are good mornings where I'm still taking Advil. And you know what it starts doing? Destroying your stomach. Destroying your insides. But I was doing it out of a habit. I just immediately went to it. And that's what I'm talking about. It's not just bad habits. There's, there's bad habits out there. It could be, I don't know, every time I go home and sit down to watch TV, I've got to have a bag of chips in my hand. That's a bad habit. And it leads to consequences down the road. Or for me, ice cream. I don't know why I like ice cream. So there's so many bad... What are, what are some habits that are popping in your head? Because I know when I'm talking, you're going, oh. <laughs> He's not going to mention that one, so I'm not too worried. Yep, that one. <laughs> the one you're thinking of in your head, that's a bad habit. Okay, I don't even need to mention it. You need to start thinking about those things. Coffee. For me, it's a bad habit. I don't need coffee to survive. But man, it sure does help everybody survive around me. <laughs> but I love coffee. But I don't need it, so I'll overdo it. 
And it's not coffee that's bad. It's really what's in coffee. <laughs> you know, it's everything you put in it, too. Right? Or bad habit of eating before bed. You know, they say if you could just simply cut down, like don't eat past six, you would start losing weight just by eating that way. But I'm the guy that at 10 o'clock at night, I'm like, I'm starving. It's time to fill up so I can go to bed. <laughs> Worst thing ever, y'all. Okay, so, and, and those, are, those are innocent bad habits. There's other bad habits we've got to remove from our life that will lead to death. If you don't stop it. So important. Second Peter 2.19 says, They promised them freedom while they themselves are slaves of depravity. For people are slaves to whatever has mastered them. So what habits in your life have mastered you? It could be the fact that, that you have a bad habit of working too much. You know, that was a huge one. You know how much that tore my family apart? When I was in the military, all I wanted to do was work because I thought that generated everything. And it just destroyed my family. I was like, nope, I'll just put in some extra time. I'll just do this. I'll just do that. Those are bad habits. Those are bad habits. All these things I'm talking about are bad habits. This is a good habit. Come to the altar. Good habit. She's teaching you all the right way to go. So, yeah, what, what, do you, what do you do in the morning when you get up? What do you do before you go to bed? What do you eat? What do you drink? What are you putting in your body? Because habits become strongholds. And then you've got to break strongholds off yourself. Okay, so, we, we, so how do you counterattack that? How do we counterattack habits? Well, first off, you've got to practice self-discipline. Practice self-discipline. You're like, well, if it was that easy, I'd be doing it. Enlist support of family and friends. I'm telling you, you got to be honest with yourself, and you got to be honest with the people that are closest to you. If you need help, with, why do you think I'm up here telling you these things? I need your help. I'm coming to you because I trust you. You should be able to go to your family and friends and say, hey, these are issues I'm struggling with, and I need your help. I need someone to hold me accountable. I need somebody to come alongside me. And let them do that. And don't get offended when they do. They're trying to help you through this. That'll be electrifying. <laughs> I'm all over it today. But that's it. You need, you need a public accountability. So enlist a partner as much as you can to walk beside you. Find somebody you trust and ask them to walk beside you. Ecclesiastes 4.9 says, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either one of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has nobody to help them up. Because this isn't just a this isn't just a time. This is a journey. This is something that's going to be walking this out. So you need someone that's going to be beside you the entire time, that are willing to walk this out with you the entire time. And it takes me right back. I want to finish it right up with with Romans twelve one and two again, because you need to just get this one just bore into your head. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve of what God's will is, 
his good, pleasing, and perfect will. See, once you get all that under control, once you start walking this thing out, the spiritual side, the physical side, man, you can take your hands off the wheel. And God will lead you. He'll, he'll tell you what's right. He'll tell you his will, and he'll guide you along the way. So I don't know if that's somebody here today. We're just going to bow our heads. I'm going to go into prayer because this is an important part of this. If you're struggling with any of this, if you know that you've got some habits, because I'm talking about habits right now. against the strongholds of bad habits in our lives and we bind up what the enemy's trying to do father what he's doing for evil we, we bind that up father and we lose self-control we ask you to give us supernatural strength father in the area of, in that area of our lives surround us with family and friends who want to help us and that we can trust lord father help us stay on track and take control of our lives again in jesus name amen amen you guys get something out of this today come on like I said, this was a rough one. This one beat me up today. Um, but I want to invite the prayer team forward um, because I truly believe that, um, that you need prayer. Okay, so once again, don't leave here without prayer. Um, we are family. We want to pray with you. We want to make sure that you don't walk out of here with what you came in with today. Okay, so if it has to do anything with our habits, if it has anything to do with, with um, more power to to walk this out, to make changes in your life, whatever that might be, I want you to know that we're up here to pray for you this morning. And for some of you, you need to understand that first step is surrendering your life to Christ. That's the first step, accepting him into your heart. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. You gotta welcome that in. Okay, you gotta, you gotta welcome that in. I can't say a prayer that does that for you. That's a decision you make in your heart to say, you know what, I trust you, Lord, and I love you, and I'm gonna give you reign in my heart. And once you make that decision, we've got, we, we want to pray with you, but we also want to help guide you through the next step, talk to you about baptism, talk to you about some of the steps, but we want to come alongside you as accountability. We call it discipleship and walk this out with you, okay? Because that's what this is all about. You can't do it on your own. You need people to do it with you. So, so I have prayer partners up here, and they want to pray with you about anything, but specifically in those areas, uh, don't leave here until you, you, you get prayer. So... Um, so if that's you, do me a favor. If that's something you do, if you, if you decide you want to recommit your life or, or give your life to Christ, please fill out a Connect card. Go to Connection Point. Get with an usher. We'll get you something to fill out. This way we can reach out to you and just talk to you about those things. So, um, And that's what, I'm, that's, that's what I want to do today. So let's just pray, and uh, I'll release this today. But I just want to pray that, that God continues to move. So, Father, you see us in this room, God. We love you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for what you're doing in our hearts and in our minds. And, Lord, we, we thank you that you have a plan and purpose for us, Lord. So we surrender our bodies to you. We surrender our lives to you, Father. We ask that you do amazing things in us. Give us the strength and, and peace and comfort, Father, to, to continue to do what you're asking us to do. 
God, give us the courage to step out and come against what, what, what the world says is right, Father God. Can, can you just help us with that, Lord? Help us with our eating habits. Help us with the strength to, to go out and, and exercise, Lord, and do all those things. And, Father, right now we just ask that you just touch our hearts. Father, those that, that are surrendering to you, God, wrap your arms around them right now and love on them like they've never been loved before. Father, we surrender everything to you. Father, I ask that you give us divine appointments this week as we walk out of here, Lord, that you'll put people in front of us, that we can tell them about our journey, that we can share with them about who you are. Father, use us right now, Father. Father, we ask all these things in your holy name. Amen and amen. God bless you all. We'll see you next week. Please don't leave without prayer. We love you guys and look forward to next week. Look, you guys went through all the troubles. (laughs) Next week doesn't have to do that. So come back. Thank you.